0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: You know, you look for in this time period in which there are no games, there is no action. There is no day to day as far as our normal lives. When it comes to the world of sports, you look for certain days where there's more action and maybe there's a little bit more sizzle. Than others. And I would actually make the argument that Monday and a Tuesday, because of the names that were involved in stuff off the field, I can actually come in here with, you know, a decent amount in front of me. Which is saying something because we are now going a month plus without watching a sporting event. And I have to admit, I finished up an episode of Ozark. I realized that it was like 1.30 and I wasn't going to be able to start another one before I got on the air. So I'm like scrolling through my DVR. I'm like, what in the world am I going to watch? What in the world am I going to do? And I actually, I'm embarrassed to admit that this is something that I was doing. But I was going back and watching some of my old television shows. Sports Radio
0: 101.9 FM.
2: FM. Radio 66, WFAN. Well, guys, that is definitely not the way you draw up the start of the show. I mean, that's putting it mildly as my connection goes out literally like two minutes in. And, you know, I noticed something was up because, you know, I'm waxing poetic. I'm getting into the routine of, you know, what exactly I was doing on a particular day. And then all of a sudden I hear nothing and Anytime you have that feeling where you hear nothing, you know that, that maybe you're in a world, a world of trouble. But we are here at JJ After Dog, John Jaschemski, right here on the fan. And look, today's big news is front and center around Christian McCaffrey. As Christian McCaffrey gets a mega deal from the Carolina Panthers as they buy out a couple of his years of free agency. And they're in a situation now where they believe they can buy out the years of whatever he has left. They buy him out, they pay him top dollar, and they're still in a spot that comes his 28th year on this earth, he becomes a free agent once again. And I guess we're hanging up the phone.
1: There we go. We're back, I assume. Fleegs, I'm giving it a test one more time. We're back? How about that? See... That is what you call, forget about what I was saying on the phone. I mean, just take it, throw it out the window, forget it. This will be, please, let me tell you something. This will go down as one of the more iconic ways that we have ever started a show in all of our years of working together. And listen, when you're doing shows at home, long story short, what can I tell you, my friend? Blank happens. But here we are. You got me back on the air. So I love you. Good job.
0: We only got to make it through another three and a half hours. Well, there we go.
1: Listen, I gave everybody a little bit of a panic attack. I gave Mike Fliegelman a panic attack. I probably gave myself a panic attack. Now, where were we? Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Four-year contract extension, $16 million a year. Christian McCaffrey is one of those guys that profiles as the premier running back in the league. He plays. He does it all. He catches the ball out of the backfield. He runs like crazy. He's durable. So the Carolina Panthers said, you know what? We're going to reward a guy who is the quote-unquote face of the franchise. For the time being, Christian McCaffrey is the face of the franchise with that Panthers group. Now, Christian McCaffrey's contract, I, for one, don't have much of a problem with. And I'm not one of these guys that usually goes down on a limb and says, pay the running back, pay the running back. And pay the running back. But when you got a guy in the prime years of his career, when he's going to be there to help a young head coach, a young offensive coordinator, I'm sure it's at some point a young quarterback coming in, or maybe it's Teddy Bridgewater. Christian McCaffrey would be the guy that clearly would be the straw that stirs the drink. Now, his contract and what he ended up getting from Carolina is something to watch now moving forward when it comes to the contract negotiations of Saquon Barkley. Why? Because Saquon Barkley, I'm sure, was looking at $64 million and $16 million a year and probably has the thoughts in the back of his mind, and guess what? This is where I'm going to be able To set the market. This is where I'm going to be able. If I ball out. And I beast. And I can find a way to stay on the field. And be productive. And put up the sort of numbers. That I know I can put up. Over 16 games. That I can be in that category. There is no way in the world. Saquon Barkley. Should go into next year. Playing on his rookie contract. Not 2020. 2020, Saquon Barkley is playing for the New York Giants, assuming God willing there's a season. And you hope he performs, you hope he produces, you hope he puts up big numbers. After next season, know this, the Giants will have had Saquon on the roster what? Three years? 2018, 2019, and 2020. And unless you are overly optimistic about the Giants' chances of shocking the world, making the playoffs, doing a whole lot of damage, not with the roster they have in place. You're going to be looking at three years on that rookie contract of doing diddly squat. Giants going to have to realize that their team come next year is trending in the right direction. See, if you're Carolina, you know what? I, I don't really have too much of an issue with it Because you do have a first-year head coach. And you are looking to lay the groundwork. And you know that you have a player who's on the field for 16 games. Who is in the middle of everything for your offense. I probably would buy out those years for Saquon Barkley too. But it keeps bringing me back to the point that I made going all the way to draft day of 2018. That despite the talent of Barkley, Despite the playmaking ability of Barkley, for where the Giants were at as a franchise, the pick was not the right one. I don't care how dynamic, I don't care how terrific he may be, it's not the right pick. At least Carolina, when they took Christian McCaffrey, they were a team. They were a team that had a legitimate window and the status of Cam Newton basically shut that closed. That's an unfortunate break. But the logic was there, even though I'm not a believer. It's not the way I go about things when it comes to drafting a running back. Carolina was thinking they're, you know, a team that's got a window with a quarterback that in 2015 was the MVP. The Giants did not have that. It's why I don't have the utmost confidence in Dave Gettleman as we move closer and closer to draft day. And I think if you're Dave Gettleman and you made that pick in 2018 – the idea of not seeing Saquon Barkley to a second contract sounds beyond asinine. It's going to make you look really bad. When you take a running back at two, he's not on the team for the second contract, and you didn't win a hole. See, if the Giants were winning over the last couple of years, you let this all shake out. you let this all play out. But I think the McCaffrey contract should be a warning of what the numbers are going to be. And right now on the rookie deal, Giants have not gotten the best of it. It's not Saquon Barkley's fault. He's been put on a terrible football team. A team that over the last two years hasn't won a whole lot of games. Down the road, you can best believe that he is going to be looking at this negotiation and many other negotiations. It's kind of a benchmark for what he wants to earn. So Barkley, in a way, is going to kind of give us a little bit of a hint on what we're trying to do with our trip down memory lane, to some degree. Because I don't want to make Saquon Barkley out to be a bust. He's not. He's tremendous talent. But he was the wrong pick. And I know we don't live in fantasy land, right? I know we're not in a position where we can get the pencil and you know erase the mistake. Can't do that in the world of sports. What's done is done. You're not in a position necessarily to rewrite and redo a particular move. And I wouldn't necessarily say this would be number one on your list in the what-ifs. Because I think there are far bigger what-ifs. Maybe involving some other teams across the board. For better, for worse, you name it. but what our exercise is going to be today is what could have been if a certain transaction goes a certain way that didn't happen in real life? For example, you want to know what my ultimate what could have been is, and it keeps me up at night, and it's not in my life. it's you know my years as a sports fan, thankfully, you know there are key, there are a few. What could have been. Not really from a career standpoint. I'm pretty confident with how that's turned out. Um, far more on a personal lifestyle. Maybe, yeah. A couple of moves you would have made here. A couple of moves you would have made there. I think we all have that. But from a sports sense, the one that eats at me. And the example I'm going to give you guys to kind of get the ball rolling. Is at the end of the 2005 offseason. In the NFL, for my beloved Miami Dolphins, the Dolphins had Nick Saban as their head coach. They'd won their last six games. They went from 3-7 and seven to 9-7. and seven. And you felt like they were really starting to get the ball rolling. But, because the NFL, in many ways, can be as simplistic as who's under center, they had the decision of all decisions to make a quarterback. And... Maybe I'm getting some deja vu because the Dolphins, in many ways, could be in the exact same spot next week when it comes to the NFL draft. But you take it back to the offseason, 2005 between 2006, there were two quarterbacks in play for Miami. One, a future Hall of Famer. Another, a guy who had a pretty stout and tremendous NFL career. But the choice was between Drew Brees... And Dante Culpepper. And for me, this is not hindsight. This is not second guessing. I wanted Drew Brees as the quarterback of the Dolphins. Even after that gruesome injury. When the Broncos were playing the Chargers on a Saturday game in week 17. That was when CBS used to actually do the Saturday games. Final week of the year. You figured he had played his last game in San Diego. Because they had Phillip Rivers waiting in the wings. They weren't going to pay Drew Brees. But he wanted Miami. Make no mistake. He wanted Miami. But the Dolphins, I don't know who made the call. Maybe it was Mueller, their GM. Maybe it was Nick Saban running the show as the head coach. But the Dolphins made the sort of decision that left such a ripple effect. It haunts me for years. Because we know what Drew Brees ended up becoming going down to New Orleans, playing with Sean Payton, starting that revival and turnaround after everything that happened with Hurricane Katrina. It all started then for Drew Brees in his second act, which became far better and far more dominant than his first act. Dante Culpepper was off the Miami Dolphins after one season. And when I watched Dante Culpepper play those first two games, he's playing against... The Steelers on a Thursday night. And he is playing against Buffalo. I remember watching that game vividly in my freshman dorm. I was like, this guy is cooked. This guy is shot. This guy has nothing left. What could have been Drew Brees in Miami? Does Nick Saban leave for Alabama? There are so many like trickle-down effects for me that it hits home. That it makes it personal. Now, if you're a Jeff fan... The example I expect many of you to give out, it's no, not even what could have happened if Dan Marino was the quarterback. I think there's a far greater one. And if you know anything about the history of the franchise, it should really hit home in a big way. What if Bill Belichick doesn't have the desire to break away from Bill Parcells? What if Bill Belichick has the confidence that jet ownership is where it needs to be. And what if Bill Belichick remained as head coach of the New York Jets? You want to what could have been. That is the ultimate what could have been. What if Bill Belichick stays with the Jets? We have a lot of fun with this because I'm sure that for whatever team you root for and whatever your personal preference may be, there might be one that eats at you. Again, a transaction that didn't happen. But you think about what could have happened if indeed it did happen. Yeah. Good luck trying to make sense of that. But wait, hey, we're off to a wacky start to the show. So listen, as I love to say, in many ways, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, when you have a little trouble, when you have a little bit of adversity, there's no way to go but up. But we are back on the air. I am pretty thankful over the fact that I will not be doing the show. I hope as I knock right now on my... Uh, table from my cell phone. I don't think anybody wants to hear that. I don't think anybody wants to deal with that, but here we are.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.